Hey guys, what's going on? This is Carlos Garcia, founder and CEO of GAR Capital and your host of the official GAR Capital podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Anchor app, I want to take the time to say thank you very much for joining us. Our last episode had about 963 uh, listeners. Pretty great stuff. We usually average about 1,000. So, I mean, at least, these guys, at least this is reaching out to you. Uh, I know you guys are big fans of the podcast and... Uh, Talking about information, the markets, trading, investing, all that good stuff. Uh, I also do a morning note every single morning on market days, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 30 minutes before the bell on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's at GAR Capital. You can just type in GAR Capital or GAR Capital on one word on YouTube. Like and subscribe our videos. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we did a live trading session last time. And it was great. You guys loved it. I think we had four winning trades out of four in that sense. Uh, so we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers uh, on YouTube. I think we're right around 3,500. So let's get that push and do the next live trading session. Be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and do that. Make sure to like and subscribe. That's G-A-R capital, all one word on YouTube. Like and subscribe. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. So... Uh, we went ahead and put this out there on YouTube, um, excuse me, Instagram, our favorite social media platform. And we said, uh, hey, give us a podcast subject. That's kind of the issue when it comes to podcasts. Is, you know, I don't want to talk about the same thing every time. So I kind of want to switch it up. So you guys came, came in with flying colors. You guys were asking, hey, uh, you know, different questions. And I chose one. It says social media's influence on new retail investors who are buying hype stocks, hype, quote unquote. Okay, so that's what I chose. So... Let's talk about it. All right. So when people are talking about social media's influence, I think the first thing that comes up, and if you haven't heard of it, is Barstool Sports. Uh, the, uh, the founder and CEO of Barstool Sports, which I'm a fan of, is Dave Portnoy. And he does his Davey Day Trader Global. I think it's DDG on Twitter. And I think he's on Instagram too and YouTube. And, and absolutely, the guy's, the guy's a magician. The guy's, the guy's fun to watch. He's great. And uh, he's been trading live with everybody. And he has tons of money. So he doesn't mind about losing money at all. And we'll go into some stats about that. And uh, he's kind of getting people, the youth, younger crowd, to get into day trading, which is great. Now, the thing is, you know, I think a lot of these day traders, the, young, the youth, don't understand the pitfalls or the risk involved. So we're going to kind of go over that. So a couple things. I'm going to go over some facts. I'm going to go over the psychology behind that. I'm going to go over what my opinion, if I think it's good or bad, or maybe you follow, but I'm going to go over a couple of things. So the majority of these retail investors, when I hear the word retail investors, I think it's more of the, you know, smaller type accounts. You know, we're retail investors, to be honest with you. I'm a retail investor. You know, I don't represent a big bank. I don't trade for a bank. So more likely you're listening here. You are a retail investor or retail trader, which is fine. Again, uh, that's not something that's derogatory in any sense, but I think when people you know, online and Twitter, what I call FinTwit, which is the Twitter of, uh, you know, stock traders and investors. They kind of thumb their nose at retail traders and investors, like you're small time, like you don't matter, but you do matter. You know, your money is your money and you do matter in my opinion. So really, you know, what other people's opinion is, is, is meaningless to me. So I guess what you're seeing now is it's kind of a mixture of a couple things. You know, you have COVID now, uh, people are being home. It's kind of a new deal where everyone's staying home. Everyone is in front of the computer. Uh, there's no office anymore. People are not going to work unless you're a first responder or something like that or a doctor and, or a nurse. 
or a, a police officer, firefighter. Again, if you're one of those, thank you so much for your service. Really do appreciate it. But uh, for the most part, I think a lot of people are finding themselves having extra time in front of their computer to day trade. Now, I think the equation here is that Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, he also does sports gambling. So if you're a big sports fan, you know, sports gambling is now being more prevalent in the United States and the nation as sports book and fantasy sports. Fantasy sports is legal in all 50 states uh, through like DraftKings and FanDuel, ESPN for money, actually. You could do daily fantasy and all that. So I think what people are equating is the stock market and trading or options trading or day trading, just actual stocks or investing to that, to gambling. Now, we can break it down in many different factors as that is, is day trading gambling. I mean, in the most purest form, kind of is because you are risking something. You are betting that the asset or the stock or whatever to actually go up or go down based on your prediction or based on your research and everything like that. So you are betting something that's kind of it's gambling if you think of it. But it's not when it comes to day trading and options and, and stocks is that you have a little more control than the little ball around the roulette table or the shuffling of a card in blackjack. You have a little more than that. So it takes a little more skill, takes a little more research than just you know red or black, uh, throwing the dice, or you know hit, a, hit, a, hit on 12 or hit on 14 on blackjack. So it's a little, little more deeper than that. But it, again, you are risking something that is gambling. I mean, there's gambling in almost every aspect of your life. You just don't probably see it. Um, you know, if you buy an item on something, you know, you're gambling that this price unless it's something that you need for survival, is going to help you in some way. So I guess if you could look at it that way. But what you're seeing now is, you know, I'm, I'm choosing Dave Portnoy because he's getting a lot of the attention that a lot of people are being, I guess, being brought into these stocks, different stocks. And I'm going to take a couple of names here, like a Hertz that, that you know, went through bankruptcy and the stock went up, you know, just for an example. You know, different, these smaller cap companies or companies that are going down, like a Chesapeake Energy that filed for bankruptcy, you know, Boeing, cruise lines, airlines that were really depressed in prices because of COVID. Now, again, if you are an investor long term, this really doesn't apply to you. But again, if you are a day trader, yeah, you know, you're, you're pretty much kind of gaming. You're probably trying to test the waters and see what you could do. And Dave Portnoy, with his trading style, is very risky and is very heavy. And he likes to look for these kind of these deals. So as an as an investor, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, this is really risky. And there's an influence there. Absolutely. When Dave Portnoy is putting up there, hey, you know, I'm going to buy some Hertz. I'm going to buy some cruise lines and is actually working. That attracts a lot of people. That attracts a lot of people to his, his deal, what he does. And he's really just gaming the system. Again, he doesn't care if he wins or loses, which is fine. And again, he is free to do what he wants. There's a lot of people who don't understand the risk involved. That's kind of the issue. And there is a social media influence out there. Instagram, Twitter, again, people pump and dump. And we've heard of this with penny stocks. But, uh, you know, it, it's a very dangerous game. So if you're an investor, again, it doesn't matter if you have Robinhood. Even predominantly people that have Robinhood are doing this. But TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, you name it. Again, you have to understand the risks involved of what you're doing. Again, if you're trading, you know, you're trying to, I guess, piggyback these kind of trades or piggyback these investments, you got to understand that the risk is very high, that you may lose all of your money. I mean, you just have to kind of keep that in your mind. Like you may just lose everything. Now, if that doesn't bother you, okay, fine. You know, I just don't want people with this social media influence and everything like that to go in with the mentality that they're going to be a millionaire overnight. And that's not the case. I know I've seen a lot of 
companies online that trade Forex or options. They put a lot of Lamborghinis up in cars. I've said this many times, homes. And that really doesn't do anything for people. I think it gives the false, the false impression that it's a get-rich-quick scheme, and a lot of people still do that. I mean, there's a lot of scams out there, sure. But uh, I think setting, tempering your expectations and setting it, that's something that we here at GAR Capital really like to provide is that you know, we never say you're going to be a millionaire overnight. Absolutely not. What we want you to do is look at things from a perspective of that there's risk involved in everything and to be a, a professional, trained professional in how to do this and to look at stocks as just what they are, just assets that prices fluctuate every day. Not a lottery ticket. We don't want that. Now, there's some times that we trade what we call lotto, lotto trades, sure, but very low risk, very low risk. And we only do it when we make some profits and we want to risk some of our profits. But at the end of the day, you know, so, social media influence is very big, especially with, you know, uh, Barcelona Sports, Dave Portnoy, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. So there's a couple of stats I want to kind of go over. And I'm reading this from this really interesting uh, article on Fox Business. It's titled Barstool's Dave Portnoy Leads Army of New Traders into Stock Market. So uh, Dave Portnoy, like I said, he trades his own money. So there's a couple of things here. Uh, his deal was that he was into uh, sports gambling and this was used to fill the void. Now, as you know, with COVID, there's not a lot of sports up now, but now it's opening up. So NBA, I believe, is opening up soon. Baseball should be opening up soon. Football is yet to be seen. Hockey is yet to be seen, but soccer is opening up so or is open now. But again, kind of to fill that void, that's why he did it. He really didn't go in the sense of I'm going to go ahead and be an investor. He's more of the sports gambling aspect into the stock market. Now, again, we already made that equation that gambling goes both ways. It just is what it is. Um, so, again, it's a huge business. He kind of wants to dip his toe into that. That's how he majority made his fortune. He sold a stake of his company to Penn Gambling. So, again, th there you go. You know, it's no secret that he wants to kind of delve into that world of stock trading and kind of equate it to sports gambling. So, Nearly, here's an interesting stat, nearly 800,000 people opened new accounts at the three biggest online brokers in March and April amid the heart of the COVID-19 lockdowns, according to New York, uh, the Financial Times. So again, a lot of uh, Robinhood, a lot of E-Trade, a lot of TD Ameritrade, a lot of Fidelity. And uh, I believe there's one other thing I wanted to see. Okay, TD says they've seen a 3x lift in number of customers taking advantage of educational tools. Also, big thing that commissions have been gone to zero because of Robinhood. And then I believe Charles Schwab went with that. Then E-Trade went with that. TD Ameritrade went with that. Not even cloning to options, but again, there's some there's some fees here and there. But that's kind of fan the flame. You know, these free trading, that's that's very big. So the moment, let me read this this excerpt. That, that and the fact that Ameritrade's investor movement index shows clients last month increased their market exposure for the first time since January suggests that they may have been buying stocks hand over fist during a 36% surge off the uh, March 23 bottom. So here's the deal that's very interesting here. Now, you have two factions. You have the old school, what she calls suits, the old school Wall Street, kind of Warren Buffett type value investors, uh, the Benjamin Graham's intelligent investor, and you have the new new ones, the millennials, the, the Barstool Sports, sports gambling, what have you, the buy the dip crap, which you know has worked, which is actually interesting. You know, you've seen that Warren Buffett sold his airlines, but yet airlines bounced, Boeing, bounced all these companies have bounced i mean we even talked about it that we called the 2300 ourselves as the bottom but the actual bottom was 2192 on the s p but again you've seen that 36 percent surge off the march lows and a lot of these robin hood traders and a lot of these uh, uh dave portnoy supporters or viewers or subscribers have seen that and have taken advantage again they have seen that the fed liquidity has helped they may not know a lot about macroeconomics but they have rode the wave to the upside while 
these big hedge fund managers, you know, like David Tepper, Einhorn, uh, Warren Buffett, may ha- not have taken advantage. And Drunken Miller as well didn't take advantage. So again, you're seeing that kind of issue where a lot of investors are saying, wow, you know, Robin Hood trader, a young kid, saw what they didn't see. Now again, can anyone get lucky? Sure, but profit is profit at the end of the day. So what you're seeing is now we're justifying that gambling aspect. The problem is that this has happened before in the 2000 dot-com crash. The more you are speculative, and this happened in the dot-com bubble, 99, excuse me, and also in the Great Depression, uh, the speculation, of course, in the uh, mortgage meltdown of 2008. Again, speculation runs rampant. Again, if you don't have enough liquidity out there, a lot of people go into debt, which I always say, do not be in debt while you're investing or you are trading. Very important. So the issue is the end game. What what changes here? Can we ride the stock market all the way up? These traders, again, they can also short too of their options traders or buy puts. But again, you know, the law of diminishing returns, how far can you go without any research or understanding of what you're doing? You know, is it the black or red crowd? So there is definitely a social media aspect out there. Keep in mind that the internet has brought us all together. In a sense, communication is more rapid. There's a lot more data out there, a lot more data that you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, a stockbroker could only have himself and you as a client wouldn't. But it only takes two clicks to check a chart. It takes two clicks to check uh, a company's balance sheet or previous uh, P&Es or previous uh, revenue or previous earnings report. I mean, that's... You know, the information is so rampant to us and at our fingertips that anyone can really learn themselves. The issue here, the underlying issue is that you have people that are just gamblers that don't want to learn. They just want to make a quick buck, which is very reminiscent of the 99.com bubble, the, also the bubble of the uh, Great Depression where a lot of margin calls created that spiral without regulation and speculation. So, and also a lot of... Uh, uh, non-trained professionals who didn't understand what they were doing buying real estate. Buying real estate was zero money down and leveraged the tilt. And they got foreclosed on and lost those assets. Again, this is human nature, guys. Human nature, I believe, is that we want to take every advantage as we can. And we want to always kind of the saying, always want something for nothing. But it takes an individual to have self-awareness, to understand that nothing lasts forever. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. It's so important to understand what you're doing before you get into it. You know, don't jump into the pool, you know, don't test the depth of the water with both feet, like Warren Buffett says. So you got to kind of be cognizant of that, like to look forward. Now, again, if you are a trader on, on Robinhood and you follow Dave Portnoy, good for you. And that's great. I mean, I'm all for it. Even Jim Cramer has warned these investors and traders to uh, kind of curb this speculation to take it easy, you know, take profit. So let's say if you are one of that individual, let's say you're listening and you are you're a listener now and you're saying, Carlos, I am one of those individuals. I am a gambler. So what I would say is that, okay, if you're a gambler, at least admit what you are. And that's okay. If you are, fine. Make sure, number one, never trade or never risk more money than you can handle. And that's in any casino. That's in any, in any aspect. Never risk more than you're willing to lose. And number two, have a plan. Understand, when do I stop? If not, it could become an addiction at the end of the day. It can. You know, know your end game. Know your end game. And three, try. Just try. And this is very difficult. Try not to make it fun. That's the thing. If it's fun, then there's a problem because you're always chasing that high. You kind of want it to be where it's just a business. If you trade or you're investing and you treat it as a business, you'll get paid like a business. If you treat it like a hobby, you'll get paid like a hobby. And most hobbies don't pay anything. So those are your three really basic steps. Never risk more than you can. Big time. Know your end game. What's your target? What's your goals? And number three, try 
and try to treat it like a business. Don't make it fun because it's not a hobby. I mean, unless it really is, then that's really up to you. But understand that social media has a big aspect. Sure. And we are on social media too. And there's one thing I don't want to be or I don't, I don't like other people do is pump things. We don't want to pump and dump. We don't like that. So we don't trade personally. This is our company where we don't trade the mid caps and penny stocks. We really trade big cap companies. So if we say we like Apple, it really doesn't make a difference. It's a trillion dollar company. So if we tell 10 people, hey, we like Apple, it really doesn't move the needle if you think about it. Because it's such a, it's the largest company on planet Earth. So it really doesn't matter. But if you tell people that, hey, small company A with only 10,000 shares in a small float, it's going to explode. And then you want to pump the, the actual price of it with demand and then you sell it off for profit. That's illegal. That's a pump and dump and you don't want to do that. But again, Dave Porno is not doing that. He's trading big cap names, which is great. I understand. That's awesome. For example, he shorted Boeing. He got crushed on it, but he bought Lululemon ahead of earnings. That's a stock that we own too. You know, these are things that we always say on disclaimer on our Instagram. Hey, we own this stock. We own this. We don't want it to be where we're just pumping and pumping and pumping just because. But again, as a long-term investor, very rarely do we sell stock. I actually sold some stock last week just to buy a different company that I wanted to buy. So I sold, for example, I sold some value stocks this go around because I'm turning into more of a bull short term. So again, I want to add a little more risk to the table. That's just me. I won't go into detail what I sold or what I bought because that's part of the investment club and I don't want to go ahead and go into detail. But at the end of the day, I mean, it really is up to you what you do. You're responsible for you at the end of the day. And if you want to be in that social media aspect, just be cognizant of what they're pitching to you. Do your research, do your homework at the end of the day. That's the most important thing, guys. There's a lot of a lot of difficulty out there, especially the internet. Internet's a very scary place. Always keep that in mind. You know, with us too, ask questions. We're here for you at the end of the day. Even if you don't, you know, take uh, take any of our services or buy anything, that's fine. But we're here to answer your questions. We do the YouTube live sessions. Sometimes we do Instagram live. We are a podcast. Again, we're here to help as well. Even if you don't buy anything, that's fine. But again, to educate others is very important. But again, always understand that whatever you do, understand the risks that you do, be educated and be smart. Again, don't roll the dice on anything. Just understand there's a lot of different factors out there like social media that may not have your best interests at heart. What's good for Dave Portnoy may not be for you. What's good for Carlos Garcia, me, may not be good for you. What's good for you may not be good for me. What's good for you may not be good for Dave Portnoy. So again, don't base yourself on others. Understand your goals, understand your process. Don't compare yourself to others. That's a big thing too. understand that. Again, social media has a lot of influence. We know that with Instagram and all this stuff, the selfie culture, the money culture of just making you feel like you're broke and they're rich. Forget that. The idea is understand your path, understand what you want to accomplish. And again, if you want to be in this day trading uh, world, again, I even talked about in the last podcast episode, the pitfalls, the pros and cons of day trading. If you're an investor, that's fine. That was part of that as well. But remember, there is a lot of information out there. It is your duty, your obligation, your responsibility to do the research and to understand moving forward what you're putting your money in, what's your end game, if it's a hobby or a business. Again, it's very important. Just don't roll the dice just to roll the dice. Don't do it because you're bored. Big one, big one too. So again, a lot of information out there. Find yourself a good mentor, if anything, or you can ask us questions when you can. Do your research. There's tons of free information, free websites out there, a Yahoo Finance, uh, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, CNBC, you know, all that, Finviz, that can help you. I mean, Investopedia is great as well. Feel free to check those out. You know, do your research at the end of the day or, you know, at any time of the day, 
you want to, at 9 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time, when we have our videos, feel free to ask some questions, type it in the comments box, and we'll answer when we can. So again, I have nothing against the, the new wave of traders out, nothing against that. I think it's uh, amazing to see how the internet has brought us all into the same marketplace and, you know, invest and trade accordingly. But again, I just don't want people losing themselves. You know, there was a, there was a kid who actually was 19 years old and he played with leverage and uh, he had a margin call of about 77,000 and he committed suicide. So it's, there's some dark side there. So remember, research what margin is, research these terms. Don't jump in the water. It's a shark infested water. A lot of sharks out there. Remember, it's really much a zero-sum game. One man wins, one man loses. Very, very difficult. So keep that in mind, guys. Don't lose. Don't risk any money that you are not willing to lose. It's the main thing. And be smart, guys. Have the end game. Understand that and treat it like a business. Again, just like anything else, it's a business. There's too many professionals out there that, that are businessmen that are doing this. And no one has all the answers. Nobody's perfect. No one's 100%. No one gets it right every time. Even the genius Warren Buffett, the billionaire, gets it wrong. So understand that. Don't compare yourself. So with that being said, that's the end of our episode. Again, we were talking about the social media aspect of these hype stocks and what has changed, what has changed that culture. I know a lot of sports gambling. So again, just be cautious. That's all I say. Be cautious, guys, moving forward. Again, the saying goes, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. If the name has a bankrupt attached to the stock, you may want to stay away. I always say, if you sleep with dogs, you're going to get fleas. So be very careful. There's too many great companies out there with great balance sheets, great dividends, cash flow that you could put your money in that's safer. Nothing is safe, but safer for you and that will align to your goals. So we'll leave it at that. GARcapitalFX.com is the website. Make sure to like and subscribe uh, here on our podcast. We really do appreciate it. And if you have any future subjects you want to talk about on the podcast, or if you're looking to add some guests, feel free to email us, GARcapital at gmail.com. My name is Carlos Garcia, founder and CEO of GAR Capital. I have been your host. And don't forget the YouTube channel, GAR Capital, all one word. Like and subscribe our videos. I'll catch you on Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about features, the market, and everything else moving forward. Have a great rest of your weekend. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. We'll catch you for the next episode, guys.